This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. 8.36am, you're listening to The Morning Run. I'm Shazana Mokhtar with Philip C. and Wong Shaoning. In about half an hour, we are going to have the opening bell where we check out how Bursa Malaysia begins the trading day. But before that, we are turning our attentions to DAP. So tensions within political parties often draw significant intention, attention and the ongoing feud within DAP is no exception. This time, the spotlight is on the strained relationship between Penang Chief Minister Chao Konyao and DAP National National Chairman Lim Guan Eng. Allegedly, the bad blood between them began to worsen in July last year, escalating due to disagreements and conflicts purportedly reaching a critical point just before the six state elections. Since then, this feud has reportedly affected both sides and their supporters on various matters, including a workers' dormitory project. So how might the ongoing tensions within DAP impact its capacity to fulfil its duties and effectively serve the public, especially in the stronghold of Penang? What strategies could be employed to resolve these conflicts and also to improve party governance? Joining us on the on the line for analysis on this is Dr. O. Isan, Principal Advisor at the Pacific Research Centre. Isan, good morning. Uh, thanks very much for joining us. To start with, could you provide some context to this purported feud between Lim Guan Eng and Chao Kun Yao? How did this initially unfold? Well, the... Uh Bigger point was, as uh, as you mentioned just now, but uh, there were various uh, perceptions, at least from the outsider's point of view. Number one, there, uh, there's perception that perhaps uh, Lim Guan Ning is looking for some official position again, and, the, and therefore uh, Chao Kuan Yu is uh, on, I mean, it's... Uh, on the way and uh, well and therefore Chow has to go from Lim's perspective I think this is uh, the view uh, the viewpoint held by uh, a lot of uh, outside uh, observers but uh, there are also the perceptions that uh, perhaps the party or at least uh, the mainstream faction of the party felt that there should be a, a replacement for Chow uh, there are various names, uh, not only Lim coming back, but for example, the uh, the, the new uh, minister, um, Mr. Sim, for example, is also one possible uh, candidate, uh, Stephen, uh, I think it's Stephen Sim. So, um, but in any case, as you mentioned, this sort of uh, power struggle within the party would have to be resolved uh, expeditiously, yeah. Can we get some context to this dispute? I mean, what's the crux of the matter, right? Was this a function of Mr. Lim wanting something done, but Mr. Chow didn't want to capitulate? Well, that would be the apparent reason uh, that, uh, you know, just like Dr. Mahati with his various successors, right? There are a lot of projects uh, which uh, perhaps uh, Lim uh, set in place, but Chow would think otherwise, uh, but fundamentally, again, it's a power struggle. Either Lim would covet uh, the uh, chief ministership for himself again, uh, the constitutionality of that uh, notwithstanding, or again, as I mentioned, the party felt that uh, there should be another uh, party uh, leader who should be the chief minister. Yeah. Okay, uh, Isan, is this feud just between these two gentlemen, or has it got... Has it actually spread through throughout DAP and divided the party? I think so far it's confined to Penang. 
the Lim Camp and the Chow Camp, uh, they are getting at each other, but uh, it has not spread uh, beyond uh, the borders of Penang. But of course, uh, DAP, uh, you know, with these two senior leaders building with one another, you would see other senior leaders would uh, inevitably uh, have to sort of take side or somehow remain neutral. And it's very awkward positions for them, obviously. Mm. I mean, what are the potential consequences if this conflict continues to escalate? Do you see it coming to a point where it could actually impact the coalition government? Uh, perhaps not the coalition government, but uh, for, for example, supporters' uh, view of uh, DAP. I think, uh, although this is not new in DAP in the 1970s and 80s, you saw similar power struggles involving uh, Lim Kit Siang and some other party leaders. But uh, every time you go through such a uh, party feud, of course, there will be supporters who will feel disappointed and therefore they might not support you any longer and so on. So it detracts from uh, your support base. So that's why, I mean, in order to retain their appeal to the voters, they will have to resolve this Yeah. You know, if you were Anthony Lokshu, a section of DAP, you know, what would you do, right? Would you try and quell these, you know, try and unify both camps or would you just let it all play out? <laughs> Well, I think the party central, I think the college central working committee or executive committee will have to come to a decision as to uh, whether, you know, they would like to keep Chow as the chief minister or they would like to have an alternative uh, candidate here. And I, I, I have a strong feeling that they have been delaying making such a decision, but uh, at some point it has to be made. In other states, you, you saw... Uh, Mantri Basas or chief ministers being changed uh, midway in Malacca and, and so on. So it's not uncommon to do so. So if Chao Konyao was removed from his position as chief minister of Penang, was it down to his performance or is it down to a personality split with the Lim family or maybe just Lim Guaning? Well, t- uh, perhaps uh, from... From the Lim's perspective, uh, it there's a difference in in terms of their personality, ideology, and and so on. But um, I think even if you look at it objectively, going forward, Penang would need a more, shall we say, strong-willed uh, leader in order to uh, lead Penang to, uh, you know, to further heights uh, above and beyond uh, all this uh, manufacturing of electronics and, and so on. Um, I think it remains to be seen whether Chow is up to that kind of uh, expectations, yeah. But at this stage, is there a likelihood of Lim Guan Ng coming back to the fore as Chief Minister of Penang, do you think? It would need a constitutional uh, amendment, right? State constitution, uh, because I think they limit it to two terms. Um, but I think, again, as, as I said, objectively, if you have a, perhaps a younger figure, a more dynamic figure, it will project a better image uh, for Penang. You know, they are in, in, in countries all around the world, you have these young leaders uh, coming up, um, who are very charismatic, mm. uh, who could inspire the citizens and so on. Yeah. While we still have you on the line, how has the pardon of former PM Dadusri Najib Tun Raza impacted the perception and support among DAP loyalists? 
at this point, I think a lot of loyalists are looking forward to some official positions uh, by the party's uh, uh, central or central committee or the party's headquarters. Um, but, uh, well, we have uh, the larger concern nowadays, namely the green wave. So if you compare the two, Najib's pardon versus uh, the onslaught of the green wave, I think a lot of uh, DAP supporters, they might have to bite their teeth or, or, or hold back their tears and continue to support DAP. Yeah. Isan, coming back to your topic about young leaders rising within DAP ranks, who could they possibly be? I mean, you mentioned Stephen Sim earlier on. Is he one such person? Who else could rise within? I, I'm I'm not privy enough to pandemic uh, politics to, to answer that, but mm. Stephen Sim has been variously uh, mentioned as an up and coming star in uh, in in the DAP. He has good command of both English and Malay. And uh, apparently, I mean, he's uh, well-liked by many. Isan, while we have you, can I also ask just your thoughts on the proposal by the uh, Housing and Local Government Minister Nga Koming to nominate new Chinese villages in Selangor as UNESCO World Heritage Sites? And and just the, I think, discomfort this is causing with coalition partners. Could you talk us through maybe the rationale for this proposal and how you think it might play out? Well, number one, of course, uh, New Village is a very interesting historical product of uh, essentially, they were, uh, to put it uh, not so politely, concentration camps uh, trying to uh, prevent uh, you know, the communists from infiltrating a lot of rural communities, right? But if I were Nga, uh, I would do it uh, perhaps more tactfully. I would uh, propose in one package, for example, some Malay and some Indian and some Chinese heritage, uh, uh, you know, like like uh, sites and so on, mm. to make it more uh, acceptable to some other communities. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, these are these are political considerations, of course. Right. Isan, uh-huh. thanks very much for speaking with us. That was Dr. O. Isan, Principal Advisor at the Pacific Research Centre, unpacking for us some of the political dynamics taking place within DAP um, and how that could affect the trajectory of what the party does moving forward. It is a very interesting dynamic when, you know, the predecessor has been in power for such a long time mm. and perhaps finds it difficult to let go. Who could we be talking about other than these two <laughs> characters? So many names come to mind. Well, it's not a national issue. I think it's a global issue, right? There are many people, when you stay in power too long, I think you just gri- grip on many things and when you see things don't go your way, then you, of course, like itchy finger, right? And you want to get involved in all this stuff. But the point is, you know, sometimes you just have to let it go gently into the night. So you might, you know, why do you have this messiah complex, which sometimes is apparent in many politicians? But the point is, actually, when it comes to any political party, you have to make way for the young. And sometimes if you're not doing a good job, then also accept that it's time for you to go. All right, it's 8.47 in the morning. We're going to head into some messages, but we'll come back to discuss Donald Trump's controversial remarks with regards to NATO. Stay tuned, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.